For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Coming up on this episode of White Wine Question Time. It's one of my first loves, and maybe people don't know that about me. I've just had to put that dream in a box on a shelf for a long time. But now I've, I've opened it up and I'm raring to go now. And do you know what? It's not only Brian and Arthur. There are actually, I say, lots of other pop star babies that are out there because I helped them along the way as well. I'm not going to say... Do you know what? You helped me a lot when I was in the thick of it and I didn't know what time of day it was. I was contemplate, contemplating my life choices and I would message you and you'd send me a little, you know, a voice note, you know, giving me a, a pep talk and giving me strength. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And my guest today is back for more, having previously appeared on the show with his fellow bandmates, but today he's got a paintbrush in hand and he's flying solo, and I'm thrilled because he's got a brilliant story to tell. He first hit the charts 25 years ago as one-fifth of Steps, and away from the band has also carved out a hugely successful career in musical theatre, which he juggles alongside being a single parent of seven-year-old twin boys who he raises in his native Wales. Across his 25 years in the public eye, he's become a loud and proud role model within the LGBTQ community and an outspoken advocate for equality and acceptance, raising awareness around same-sex marriage, same-sex parenting and adoption rights, plus campaigning for just, well, greater visibility and acceptance. 
Having started his career as a redcoat in Barry Island, Wales, he's gone on to sell over 22 million records and last year celebrated yet another number one album and another seller arena tour with Steps, who are this year headlining the main stage at Pride. It'll be the only live show of the year. I can't wait to catch up with him, so let's dial him up, shall we? It's H. How are you, love? Do you want to do my PR? That was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am your PR. How did I fit all of that in? I am your greatest to... fan. Wow. That's kind of crazy when you, when you list it off like that. How did that happen? How did you go from the red coat in Barry Island? Because you did red and blue coats, didn't you? You did a bit of both. I did, yeah. I like to dabble. <laughs> Yeah, I stood but I, To how many nights did you sell out at the O2 and Wembley last time? I can't remember. It was a originally, lot. Originally, when we uh, did our first arena tour, we did. We were the first band ever to do matinees. So we did two weeks at Wembley with matinees. <laughs> That's crazy. How? How did that happen? You did matinees. Yeah, we did matinees. I know, but it was basically a plant tour, right? So. No, come on, it's not. It's an epic live show. And. I mean, you're headlining Pride this year. That has to be an absolute date for your calendar. That's extraordinary. There are, you know, incredible events over the summer that celebrate the LGBTQI plus calendar, but the jewel in that crown is Brighton Pride. And it's been oh, one of the things on my bucket list for so, so long. And we were actually booked uh, two years ago to do it. But then because of COVID, it all fell through. And nobody knows that, actually. We kept that really quiet and it all, yeah, it all kind of uh, disappeared into thin air. And then we were like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then they had Christina last year, as you do. And then they came back and uh, we were like, yes, we were going to have a complete hiatus, complete break. But then this came in and then we were like, it's a no brainer. We're absolutely doing it. Yeah, and yeah, Christina Aguilera did it last year. Steps and songbook that is your back catalogue. is going to... I mean, you, you guys will fly this year and you'll love it. I know you will. Oh, totally. I mean, it's it's a bit of an eclectic mix. So they've got the Black Eyed Peas one night and Steps the next. So, I mean, they're, they're ticking all boxes there. Absolutely. But it's not the only Pride you're organising, is it? You're also taking charge of Pride in your own village. Yeah, um, I uh, live uh, nearby a town called Cowbridge. In, it's near Cardiff, and it's a beautiful little market town. Uh, but there isn't much uh, celebration uh, regarding equality and diversity and representation. So I've wanted to do this for a long, long time. But last year, I took the bull by the, or the cow by the horns. <laughs> <laughs> And we had our first Pride, and uh, I just shook shit up a little bit, and you really it went did. down an absolute storm. You know, it's a it's a, a beautiful, uh, sleepy little market town um, that I painted rainbow. I mean, we literally so me and a couple of parent friends, uh, we hired the the town hall upstairs. I got my kids' cargo net. I went to an artificial flower shop and bought thousands of flowers. And we created this incredible art installation. So we had a cascade of rainbow flowers coming from the top of the town hall, kind of cascading onto the pavement. 
and we had a local artist and he painted uh, a rainbow brick road all outside the town hall. We covered the high street with five foot butterflies. Uh, we had posters in all the windows. And all in all, over the whole week, I, I arranged so many amazing events. We raised 20,000 pounds. And all of that has gone back into schools, colleges, comprehensive schools. Um, we've had uh, workshops from diversity and inclusion companies to train teachers uh, for children who may be having a hard time, for parents who their children are maybe identifying in a different way. Um, I could go on. The list is just incredible what we're doing. And we're doing it all again this year. So that's where I've been today. I know that at one point there was a little bit of kickback from residents who protested outside the library when you booked a drag queen to do story time with the children and your response I thought was remarkable you were very weary on Instagram kind of there was a there was an air of eye rolling and you just went here we go right this is why we do it this is the education piece you could all do better and um just to drown you out you went out and bought as many pride flags as you possibly could, plus pride bunting, and literally decorated the hell out of that library so that there was no denying that pride was in town. Totally. I mean, the the drag queen is amazing and goes up and down the country doing drag queen story time in libraries and schools. Mm. And I've actually this year booked uh, the drag queen in both of the schools and the schools have given it the thumb up. So okay. we're doing drag queen story time. It's basically panto in a library, a panto in a school. Yeah. But it's just teaching everybody about being fabulous and um, uh, representation and diversity and being proud of who you are, whatever that whatever, may be. Yeah, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, you talk about putting an art installation into the town hall or outside the town hall. Why don't we talk about the other thing that you've been quietly getting on with? Now, those that know you know that you are no stranger to a canvas and a paint palette, but now <laughs> you've actually got your own exhibition. So, I mean, how many pieces are you showing and where is, where is it? And by the way, they're not cheap, so clearly somebody thinks you're really, really good. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Jim, this, I, I always had two loves in my life. I had art and performing. And when I left, school I was accepted to Cardiff Art College and that was the route I was going to take but I deferred for a year I thought right I'm just gonna just see a little bit of the world because I hadn't really left my village in South Wales for 18 years so I'm gonna defer and I became a redcoat and that kind of took me on that path but I've whole I've always had this burning desire to get back to my first love and I have had exhibitions in the past, but this one is kind of post-children. So it, it's my children are, you know, in a proper routine now. They're, they can actually fold their pyjamas and make their breakfast a little bit in the morning now. So I've, I've got a bit more free time. And I've been signed by numerous galleries, which is amazing. And I have my first exhibition this week, actually, on Friday. So I'm. it, it, it feels like I'm kind of bearing my soul a little bit, you know, just kind of putting my, a little bit of myself out there. But the reaction has been lovely. 
And it's all Welsh landscapes, pretty much. Not all of it. I mean, there's a there's a piece with butterflies that's just beautiful, by the way. Um, oh. But predominantly, that's what you paint. And they're so peaceful, which, uh, don't take this the wrong way, is so not you. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... When you see my work, I guess that doesn't marry up with the persona that I have. Yeah. Um, I paint, I mean, I'm spoilt for choice. You know, I live in a beautiful part of the world. You know, it's, it's very diverse. There's waterfalls and lakes and mountains and sea. It's, it's just awesome. Mm. And I draw inspiration from that. I, I do the school run. I go out with my sketchbook and then I come back to my studio paint my canvas and then back on the school run. But it's great that I can do this around my boys and that's always something that I wanted to do. And it's something you can do when steps are taking a hiatus and you are really? kind of all catching your breath. And I would imagine that there's very cathartic actually. There's great therapy in art, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I, I've always been creative in some way. Um, you know, when we are doing steps, we are very much involved in the creative process of putting a show together, whether it be costumes, uh, set. I remember one year, actually, so it was our first arena tour. Um, w the set wasn't ready um, and we'd opened in Manchester Arena. We had these kind of, we had a big walkway on this pyramid and this walkway kind of opened out. And it was supposed to turn into this like beautiful kind of botanical garden and it wasn't painted. So I remember just before the doors opened, I was there with my stencil and my spray paint painting the sets. <laughs> 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 Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, but it is, it's so, for me, therapeutic. And like I said, it's one of my first loves. And maybe people don't know that about me but it's still very much part of who I am. I've just had to put that dream in a box on a shelf for a long time. But now I've I've opened it up and I'm raring to go now. Oh, well, congratulations, my friend. You never stop. You really don't. And, and, and it's so good Thank to see you, you pushing yourself and realising all that potential. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's scary. Because I guess like any creative person, you put, put it out into the world and you're judged automatically. Uh, but art is subjective, yeah. it's very personal. So some people are gonna hate it, some people are gonna love it. So we'll see. But also, I mean, there must be some comfort in the fact that it doesn't really matter, right? Somebody liked it enough to exhibit it. You've exhibited in the past and your art is sold. So the kind of, you know, not the pressure's off, but you can just do it for the pleasure. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's scary, but it's also exciting knowing that something that you toiled over, that you, you know, you loved is now hanging in someone's, you know, pride of place. That yeah. feels, you know, like I've really accomplished something as well. I feel really proud of that. Yeah, I can understand that. That's, that's, about, that's up there with sort of sitting at the top of somebody's playlist, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like a bucket Thank list. Yeah. Lush. Yeah. <laughs> Now, speaking of which, I've put together three questions for you and I wanted to dive in on the first one, if you're ready. Oh, I forgot, we're actually doing a podcast. I thought we were just catching up. <laughs> yeah, well, we can do both. Here we go. Okay. I wanted to talk to you 
for my first question about paying it forward because your route to becoming a parent came in some respects from an act of kindness via Elton John, which you then paid forward to Brian Dowling, who we had on the show last year, and he had this to say. To kind of put the family off, mum passed away in 2018, and we said in 2018, we really have to look into this. And I reached out to our mutual friend, Ian H from Steps, and he advised us and recommended a did lovely- Did he? Yes, he did, because he's gorgeous twin boys. That in itself, just having that conversation must have been so valuable to you both. Well, of course, because you're, you're reaching out to someone you know and trust. So they're going to be honest yeah. and they're going to tell you your genuine experience. So there we are, Brian Dowling explaining that were it not for you, he might not be the father of a beautiful child right now. And I guess the same could be said of you had Elton not extended that same kindness to you. So I wanted to know a little bit more about that, but also when else you've been on the receiving end of someone who's paying it forward. Wow, that's a lovely, lovely question. Um, bless Brian, you know, he had bugged me for so, so long. He, he like myself, always had that paternal urge, that, that mm. longing to start a family and I've known Arthur as well as his partner for he was one of our dancers Arthur oh my gosh I love was Arthur was he really yeah oh gosh he... Arthur we go way way back um and I'm so so pleased for them um and do you know what it's not only Brian and Arthur there are actually I say lots of other pop star babies that are out there because I helped them along the way as so well I'm not going to say mm. Yeah, no, but don't. Yeah, but like huge, huge artists that now have children because of the process I went through. And I've, again, have kind of given them my little book. Of context. <laughs> so lovely. Yeah, I guess we, Elton was the first high profile and I'd read about Elton and and David and, and their children and their process. And that inspired me to go along on my journey. And I just love that it's, again, like you say, paying it forward. Because what you've given Brian and Arthur is, I mean, everything and more that nights. they could have ever wanted. <laughs> you are, and a load of sleepless <laughs> nights, yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, I mean, he talked, uh, when, we, when we had him on the show, um, the baby hadn't arrived yet. So he was still very much in that, you know, that the air of expectation, the dream of it all versus, I, I guess, the reality. Um, but nevertheless, you know, you saved him a lot of heartache because he, like you, had tried the adoption process and found it to be incredibly homophobic. Um, and, the, 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 you know, you need support from the inside of, of that process in order to make it a success. Um, what support were you given from Elton and David? Did they put you in touch with their agency, their, their, their surrogate You know contacts? what? Actually, there was no personal contact at all. It was all very much inspired by reading their story ah. um so it wasn't anything personal um the actual doctor that we used was the same doctor that um allowed us to have uh, a, a family uh, but that was the only connection there but i've i've since seen david and we chatted a lot about the children and you know how it happened and yeah just comparing notes is very very strange <laughs> Knowing your children have come from the same place, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And have you spoken to Brian since he's become a parent? Of course, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We, have, we text all the time. And, and yeah, and he's, 
he always sends me gushing messages. Thank you, love you. Which is, you know, I've known Brian for, I think it's 23 years now. Yeah. 23 years. We presented SMTV together. So it That's was myself, right. Claire, Brian, and Tess. So we uh, were kind of roped in to take over from Ant and Deck um, when they left. Kat stayed on for CD UK. And then I would jump over now and again and present CD UK with Kat. But yeah, it was the four of us that kind of uh, took over the reins. Oh my God, that was just the dream job. That was just iconic Saturday morning viewing. I mean, it was just the best hangover TV. I mean, we were all hungover usually anyway. <laughs> we were probably performing in GAY the night before. There was no point going to bed. So, you know, we just rolled into the studio. And they, they, they literally had us hook, line, and sinker because they, they knew we would do anything. They would, like, stick that pink wig on with Dealey Boppers. Yeah. It was Go just brilliant. Go over there and do wonky donkey. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Brian's brain, wonky donkey. What else? Oh, my gosh. Brian's brain. Dance. Oh. We've seen that, you know, I've not only is, have you paid it forward in terms of helping countless other people become parents via surrogacy, even on your Radio Wales show... You do a slot where you, you play new music to pay it forward. You'll give unknown, unsigned acts airtime. But that is an extraordinary gift to an artist that's desperate to be heard. Thank you. I know how hard it is to crack into the music business. Mm. And it's got even harder. I think the stats... You know, when uh, you look at Spotify and new releases and new artists, it's something like 60,000 new songs a day. A it's day? A day. It's insane, wow. the stats. So on my show on BBC Radio Wales, I have uh, a segment where I play songs that may not be on people's playlists, but absolutely should be. And I literally go through my Spotify. I look at new Welsh artists. I look at artists that do it all without management, without PR teams, without record companies. And I give them, I shine the spotlights on them and, and kind of give them a bit of love and tell everybody to follow them and stream them. And the response has been awesome. And a lot of the artists have actually gone on to be played on uh, Radio 2 and Radio 1 and do incredible really? roadshows. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's it. I never thought about that. I mean, I just do it because it's something I never had when I, when I was starting out. Who was it that gave you the ultimate break, do you think? Who's the one that without um, their help, you would never be where you are today? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, very early on, I would say Pete Waterman has been very, very instrumental. I mean, you know Pete. Um, and he's still a dear friend now. You know, I'll get you know a text off him. All right. <laughs> Bless him. I love um, Pete. His stories well. are legendary. Oh, yeah. I mean, none of them are true, but... <laughs> <laughs> They've all been Pete. Him and Louis Walsh tell the, story, the tallest stories, don't they? And they really don't like each other. And I think, well, there's so much that you have in common, like your tall stories. There are. But Pete is just this iconic figure and, and, and always will be within pop music. You know, he, he, he shaped my childhood and most people's, probably yours as well. You know, my 
I ended up performing with most of my bedroom wall. It was incredible, you know, because of Pete. Uh... And a lot of my bedroom wall are now in my phone. It's, you know, it's, it's awesome. That's an insane thought, isn't it? Because you're right. I know that you were a massive Stock Aiken and Waterman fan. And as a young guy growing up trying to figure out who you were, they, his, his songbook meant a lot to you, didn't it? That was when you would shut your bedroom door and find out who you were, throw, throw some shapes in front of the mirror. Yeah, and well, also, more to the point, I knew who I was, but I wasn't brave enough to be that outside of my bedroom. So music was my safe space. My bedroom, you know, my, my Rick Astley records, my Sonia, my Kylie, my Jason Donovan, that was, you know, my safe space. That was, you know, the place I went to when I was being called names on the way home from school or, you know, or being beaten up. You know, all of these things that happened to me and everyone else in their life, you know, they shape you. And that's why I do mm. what I do today because I don't know how my children are identifying, but I want them to have something I never had, which is a safe space, uh, which is why I... I'm an advocate for LGBTQI plus um, teenagers all over. You know, I, I want to, I want change and I want change for good. And that's why I applaud you for trying to put on pride in Cowbridge as opposed to just headlining in Brighton for the check, because that's about making it visible for your community so that however your boys identify, there's a place for them that's safe within their community. And you have to nurture that, you have to build it. And for those that don't know that, you know, you have to be an educator. And mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just ignorance, isn't it? Once people understand it and they stop fearing it. Totally. Um, especially in those kind of little crevices of the country, like Cowbridge. Yep. And they're beautiful little crevices, but, you know, they need shaking up. And Pride is about celebration, but Pride originally was a protest. And yeah. I'm all about education so in all of the schools in my local schools i arranged for uh, all of the emergency pride vehicles to come and visit and they did diversity talks um they're now devising animations uh, so they are designing their own storyboards their characters they're voicing their characters and they are putting on animations that can be shown anywhere in any language and it's all about um informing um, creating safe spaces and and it's all originated in Cowbridge. I'm so, so proud of that. Well, that's down to you, my friend. You're pretty ass-kickingly brilliant. I applaud you. Yeah. And your boys are so lucky to have a dad Absolutely. like you. They really are. How are they, by the way? Still ripping the house up? Crazy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after this, yeah, we've got school run and then we go to circus school. So they'll be hanging from a trapeze <laughs> in about an hour. <laughs> I should do. I love that. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I want to continue this conversation with my next question, if that's all right. Are you ready for question number two? Yeah. I have no idea what these are, by the way. So, yeah. No, I know. It's just, this is the fun of it, isn't it? But more because you want on a Monday afternoon. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the, the trails that you've blazed, be it in your local village or turning the volume up online, um, using the platform that you've acquired via 25 years of steps to educate to challenge and to contribute so i wanted to run through some firsts that you've kind of achieved along the way um there's the obvious the most recent like having uh the opportunity to create the same sex couple for the first time on dancing on ice that was really important to you wasn't it yeah i mean for me fundamentally as a person you know i i wanted to be completely authentic um, the way I present, especially because I'm a dad now, I wanted my children to see daddy living his best life. And it's something I had asked for for so many years. You know, all of those contestant-based shows that, you know, you have interviews for, or I've done before. You know, I've always asked the question and I always had a no. But this time, I was in a very different headspace a very different uh, chapter of my life. And I said to myself and the producers, if you want me, great. It's literally the top of my bucket list, but these are my conditions. I would love for you to consider them. If you don't want to do that, okay, but I will, I will bow out. And I was that sure of myself. And it was that important to me that I knew I didn't want to do uh, opposite sex and they came back and were completely 100% behind the idea. And then of course I got partnered with the amazing Matt Evers, who mm. was completely on the same page as me and we made history together. And you know, since then it's, it's just mind blowing to see the ripple effect that it's had. I was going to say that because actually now it's like once that door opened, everybody started passing through and it's the visibility is everywhere. But it did take somebody really to say, come on, guys, this is it's about time. It took somebody and it could have been anybody, but it I guess it just it, all of the stars aligned. Aligned. Yeah. And and it was us that got to do it. And I'm, that's one of the things I am 
so so proud one of the the most you know apart from my children one of the most amazing things that's happened in my life i say another common uh, commonality between you and the lovely brian dowling is you both came out the day before you entered the big brother house did you know that oh i didn't know that yeah yeah you were 30 uh, and about to enter the house and brian was working for i think Aer Lingus. And hadn't told his parents or his family that he was that he was gay, so had to quickly kind of you know drop that news, and then run into the house and then emerge. So the first time he saw them after he came out, he was the most famous gay man in Britain at that time. <laughs> but back then, that the, those three letters, that one word was a very dirty word. You know now it's it's a very it's a it's a very different landscape it's a lot easier to be your authentic self but 20 years ago you know you were on the front of a tabloid for just you know for for, for choosing who who you love it's it's a very different time very different day and time and it was reported like you were confessing to something that you that it was it was a confessional like why like you know and people were outed you know, your very good friend, who I'm slightly obsessed with, Gareth Thomas, was treated yeah. in the most appalling way. And I love the fact that you, t- your friendship with Gareth Thomas and your TikToks, by the way, <laughs> are amongst some of my favourite things at Christmas. <laughs> well, we did Panto together like, and we just got very bored. We were like, let's do TikTok. But I've known Gareth was like my next door neighbour for years. And he's he's since moved uh, to the next village, so I, I I have got rid of him a little bit, uh, but he's still he's still very much in my life, and I, I love him dearly, and I will always be there for him. You know, he's he's had a, a a rocky ride, and but he you talk about trailblazers, he is iconic. You know, he one of the, and especially what he is dealing with on a daily basis as well you know the awareness that he brings to hiv and aids um his tackle hiv campaign which i i completely support he's he's he is a trailblazer he made some i i had a little um click around on that campaign and you're you feature very heavily right you're a huge advocate you're there for whatever he needs you to support him with you're there and what he was trying to land and i and i really get his frustration is why is it not more famous as a fact that these days you can live with hiv and it not be detectable in your system and you can have sex with somebody and not pass it to them like how amazing an achievement in science and medicine is that like that's awesome why does everybody not know that fact and I understand why he's frustrated. Yeah, th- there's just been a storyline, hasn't there, on EastEnders, I believe, about HIV mm. and AIDS. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't, I yeah. don't have time to watch TV. But I do. I, I think um, the storyline has has really been positive for that fact. You know, U equals U, undetectable. U is untransmittable. Um, and if you have HIV, you can literally take one tablet a day and live a very happy, normal life yeah. and not pass it on. It's it's incredible. But I understand why he just thinks, well, why doesn't everybody know that? Why are there not billboards in the street? Why, why isn't it on the side of a bus? Do you remember the HIV and AIDS adverts when we were children? Oh Do you God, remember yeah. those? It scared the crap out of me. I knew I was gay from a very young age. And those 
adverts scared the living daylights out of me. You know, mm-hmm. the ones with the tombstone and the ones with the ice sperm. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's right. But now it is absolutely not the death sentence that it was many, many years ago. You can live a happy, healthy life with one pill a day. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Great. Equally, I don't think you'll know this, but he was asked, Gareth, so um, for anybody who doesn't know who Gareth Thomas is, he's an incredible rugby player, an incredible athlete who was married to a woman for a very long time before he was able to come out and be his authentic self and then contracted HIV um, and has been nothing but a positive voice for uh, the LGBTQ plus community. Right? So he's, he's, a, he's a pretty awesome guy. When he was asked who his um, gay role model is, was, who do you think he said? Um, Elton, maybe? Peter Tatchell? No. No, good guess, good guess. Um, Gareth is a really bad gay. He doesn't know many gays. <laughs> Even though he's the biggest gay of all. Gareth, Gareth, when I'm with Gareth, I mean, no, I, he loves steps. I, so there's a telltale time, uh, sign there. Uh, when I'm with Gareth... Does, does that make him a bad gay? No, that me, that that just tells me everything. If you're a steps fan, you odds are you're gay. <laughs> I'm a steps fan. I'm, I'm with... I'm with uh, Gareth, and he gets literally texts of, of Harry, and he's like, "Oh, at age, I'm, I'm just going to say this from age." <laughs> like what? As oh, in I'm Prince t- Harry? I'm, he's taking yeah. Oh, sorry, Prince Harry. Yeah. So and like, I'll call him <laughs> in the middle of a field. He goes, "Got I've got to go. Harry's on the line." I'm like, "All right, bye." Literally, Harry's <laughs> from H to H. Yeah. Oh, so uh, do you know it's when the documentary came out. <laughs> Oh, when the documentary this... came out, I, I was making memes of that. You were brilliant. It was brilliant. You explain the memes for the listener because they were fantastic. What throughout the uh, Harry and Meghan series, Meghan kept referring to Harry as H. Yeah. And there's only one H, right? The the OG. <laughs> I just took it upon myself to to laugh a little and indulge a little. Hilarious. <laughs> So, you you still haven't correctly identified who Gareth is. Uh, Gareth chose as his his kind of gay role model, the person that he looked up to that gave him hope, and and that person is you, me. Yeah, what he made? Because he said you were local Welsh. It it felt within reach, and you then came out at thirty and. You know, you didn't fall off the the edge of a plant of the planet, and your life continued. I, I mean, maybe you should pick that conversation up with him. But it was, um, yeah, he said, and, and and he said people will expect me to say, you know, and listed the people that you've just listed. But no, he said for me it's H from Steps. How lovely! Oh, the big old softy. I mean, he gives the impression. Are you going to call him something else then, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've called him many things. But I'll often get a little text of him saying, love you, bud. Thank you for always being there. And I'm like, yeah, of course. But yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's a one in a million guy. He's amazing. But how lovely to say that. I, that Bless him. That's really nice. One of my favourite of, of, of your many TikToks. And I wish you'd made more. 
I'd watch you two do a travelogue all day long. Oh. Um, ex- explain to me sausage party. Oh, God. <laughs> I better come in many things. <laughs> This is, this is a 2pm in the afternoon. We can't do that. <laughs> it's you and and Gareth with a packet of frankfurters just throwing them at each other, seeing who can catch them in their mouth. <laughs> That's how bored you get doing panto on a matinee day. Uh-huh. Well, every day is a matinee um, day. Two day, it's a bit like... I mean, I mean, I got a, an amazing role. So I was man in the mirror this year in Snow White. Which, if you watch right. the movie, is blinking, you'll miss that part. But I basically but they built you out, didn't they? Yeah, so I flew over the audience in this huge kind of bougie mirror. At end of Act One, I got to fly over the audience on this motorbike. It was just incredible. And the reason I said yes to Panto this year is because of my kids. You know, they're at the age now where everything is magical, and they get to see Daddy do his thing and actually remember it. And it was on my doorstep in Cardiff, so you know it was a no-brainer. It was hard. And you got, and you got to I perform was doing with every morning, again. and then go to the theatre, and yeah, and oh, it was it was a long slog, but I loved it, and my kids loved it as well. The TikToks, some of my favourite. You were wearing the the man in the mirror costume as you danced under the caption. <laughs> this is one of my favourites. The homo spirits leaving my body after user at 907-61881 tells me to pray the gay away. I love how you answer hate. <laughs> I mean, cut off. The comments you get on social media, I've chosen, I used to just ignore, but now I just shine a light on them and just show what of a dick they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved you. I loved your response to Kerry, who um, Kerry wrote. T- uh, she DM'd you. Your poor baby. She didn't spell it very well, but this is what I think she was trying to say. Your poor baby's having two dads. It's disgusting. You wrote. This is the kind of bigotry that still exists today. I get these messages on a on on a daily basis here on social media. Times have changed, but we have a long way to go. Educating homophobes like Kerry. Kerry, if you could only see the life and love my children have, maybe you never had that, which explains a lot. I'm genuinely sending you love and urging you to educate yourself and do better. That's how you do it, babe. Rise above. Always, always rise above. And my children, if you could, I mean, you've, you've met my kids. They are incredible humans you know they are full of love and they're accepting and they're kind they're also drive me mad but they are turning into beautiful little humans i'm so proud of them and you i mean literally you have i just want i don't want people to think that there's like a fleet of staff running around doing this all for you you have no childcare. you have family nearby who help out as and when they can but fundamentally when from the age of one, you've raised them single-handedly, and that's From all day the night one, feeds. Not the age all of the age of one. <laughs> day one, wow. Well, day one, yeah, well, yeah, day one. You were on your own in America when the babies were born, weren't you? Yeah. And they were handed to you, and that was that. Do you know what? You helped me a lot when I, I was in the thick of it, and I didn't know what time of day it was. I was contemplate contemplating my life choices, and I would message you, and you'd send me a little, you know 
a voice notes, you know, giving me a, a pep talk and giving me strength. So you were very mm. instrumental in, you know, my children's lives very, very early on. When I thought, I, I just, not I just know how scary it feels, especially when they're so young and so tiny, um, to be stepping into that, that journey of parenting on your own, right? It's frightening. And I think I always wanted to have somebody like me in my ear. So I always figured that, you know, if, if my friends came up against that, I would pay it forward. So Mylene was the first person that I did that with. And I called her up and I was just oh, like... Again, Mylene has been one of my rocks as well. These are the fears that you're going to come up against. And let me tell you that you, know, you don't need to worry about it. Like, actually, it's... Once you get your head, in, head into it, it's the most joyous experience to raise a child. And, and if you have to do it on your own, better to do it alone happy than miserable with somebody else, right? And I think for the children, it gives a better home environment. That is an amazing example of paying it forward. You paid it forward to Mylene and actually Mylene paid it forward to me as well. So like you did to me, yeah. she, was, yeah. she was there in my ear going, you can do this. Come on, just super dad. And I'd be like, mm, she'd send me packages, you know, to, to cheer me up. And for the boys, oh, she's, oh, wow, what an amazing girl she is. She really is. I mean, I remember there was the night of her 40th, me, you and her on a dance floor somewhere in the Cotswolds, kind of swapping war stories, but with great pride, actually. And you do get through it and it is really hard, but it is the most rewarding thing ever. And sometimes the most rewarding things in life are the hardest things in life. And that's okay. And, you know, you just need, I knew, I, I knew you were right in the thick of it, deprived of sleep in a beautiful house in Wales, but very alone. And I just wanted you to know that you weren't. I wasn't, but thank you. Thank you to you. I wasn't. And wow. That just feels like a balloon now. It should, isn't it? I know. And I learned a lot from that experience that everything is temporary even though you feel like yeah. there's no way out and it's never going to end, you know, tomorrow is a new day and you will yeah. feel differently. You know, yeah. th this this is just temporary, this feeling. You know, there's always day. There will always be days like this, but you will get out of it. And I learned a lot yeah. from that. Yeah, and everything is temporary. Everything's a phase. Um, effectively, you are still a firefighter. You're just putting out different fires. <laughs> <laughs> And you become a bit like, oh, that fire, that fire. Because you become, you become more confident in your ability to extinguish. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just a muzzle would be great. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, those, there were, uh, you know, you probably, you, you probably still have these nights now. Ben's that much older. But those days when you'd be so exhausted, you'd think, I actually can't get up and walk to bed. But you were so full of love. I, I am super proud. I mean, there are sometimes on a daily basis, I question, I could have done that better. Or I really, with, I had a temper there or I raised my voice there. But do you know what? I have to look at it to, for, for a week, you know, and, and maybe once I'll raise my voice in a week. But they're, you know, they're, they're turning into amazing little people. They really are. I'm really proud. But also, isn't it wonderful that you can be visible to so many other parents who want to follow the path that you've you've taken to parenting and you'll probably never know what it means to other people to just have the visibility of you know a, a man raising two boys on his own a gay dad um and 
I think that is an extraordinary act of trailblazing and paying it forward. You're you're probably helping in ways you'll never ever truly appreciate. Well done. Oh shucks, I've never thought of it that way. I mean, I'm just surviving on a daily basis. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's an off license nearby, you'll be fine. <laughs> Soft drinks today. I know circus school. Circus school right. You can't turn up pissed to circus school. Okay, question number three. If you had to make a medicine cabinet of songs, like a first aid kit of musical meds, with each song providing a remedy to soothe and heal, which what? songs would you go to and what for? So let's start with Something for the Head, a song to make you think. Song to make me think. An anthem, something that is... Something oh. that really says something to you. To make me think, I mean, you can think in different ways. <clears throat> I love... Um, Oh my god, and it's just the most iconic song that and it's very deep and it kind of questions everything about you your being, where you've been, where you're going. Uh a song by Johnny Mitchell called Both Sides Now. Ah beautiful uh, choice. I, I I and I I I often listen to that album in the car if I'm travelling home from my show on a Friday. And that speaks to me so much. You know, you 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 think of the life choices you've made over the years, mm. um, what effect that will have on your future, you know, the things you could have done differently, the things you should have done differently. And those lyrics just really hit a chord for me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I love that. Okay, Maybe so that's, not the answer you were a... expecting. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I, I, the only other person I've ever asked this question of is Gary Barlow. And I loved his responses and I loved how he rolodexed through his, you know, jukebox in his mind. And I thought, oh, this is a good one for you. Um, so we've got something to make you think. What about something to heal a hurt in heart? Oh, wow. <clears throat> heal a hurt in heart. Ooh. <clears throat> I mean, I've had a lot of heartache over the years. Oh, there was an a album. It was my go-to album. And it's probably a lesser-known album. So it's not the obvious you kind of big ballads that, you know, you belt out on karaoke. But there was uh, a guy from a boy band. The boy band was called 98 Degrees. I remember and, them. They were American. Yeah. So uh, the lead singer was called Nick Lachey. Yes, he married Jessica Simpson. That's right, yeah. But his first solo album, uh, What's Left of Me, was just incredible. Was it? So go and listen to this album. If you're, um, if you're having uh, a really shitty time and want to wallow in that... <laughs> <laughs> play this album um it's all about being hurt getting hurt um but the uh, the title track what's left of me 
is just amazing. Have a little uh, listen. So, so when is... you, after this podcast, have a little listen to that. Thanks. I'm go- yeah, I've not, I don't know that one. That's a, I like a curveball. There's another one called um, I Can't Hate You Anymore. Oh, just amazing. <laughs> but it literally, I think the album was written after that. his breakup with Jessica Simpson, but it's the perfect al- album to get angry with and cry into a glass of wine with. <laughs> I Can't Hate You Anymore. Talk <laughs> about, I mean, the anti-love song. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Um, Again, something for the heart, but something that's utterly uplifting. That you know, that that mo- that that song that is anthemic to you because it's all about the joy that it brings in those moments of great celebration. I mean, I've got many many songs, but there's one song, and it just reminds me of my children, and it oh. reminds me of when they uh, they couldn't walk just yet, but they were holding onto the side of the armchair. And whenever I put this song on, they would do the baby bop, the dance. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, Celine Dion, I'm Alive. And as soon as it starts, dun, dun. And I just I can see Max just holding onto the, and he's in, beaming smile. And it just reminds ah. me of that. And that just that, you know, that pure, innocent giggle, that, that children's laughter, mm. which is just pure joy. And I, whenever I hear that song, it takes me to that place. Ah, and that's such a lovely feeling, isn't it? It's, it's about capturing a moment of just undiluted happiness. And yeah. those moments can often be just that. Yeah. As you say that, I can think now, I'm thinking back to Ben in his car seat, dancing away to Led Zeppelin, Hold Lot of Love, which for some reason was his tune for a moment. Yeah. Funny. Okay. <laughs> I know. And now they just I want know. to sing songs about farts. Alexa, play me a Do you know what's really weird, though, is, um, I don't know if you noticed this with with, um, with your boys, but the music that, that, that they were exposed to, like, so I did the Strictly tour when I was pregnant, and every song in the set list, Ben responded to as a baby, which included Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Which <laughs> <laughs> is just an odd one. As <laughs> some sort of weird Latin song. That's an eclectic uh, for a cha-cha. Um, but um, and and the killers. Um, what's that? The killers one. Somebody told me, and it was really weird. Like suddenly, because I was doing eight shows a week, it was just piped into the womb. So he just had this kind of, you know. There's such cool was... songs, though. I mean, you could have had S Club and Steps, right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with those, babe. Um. Hey, I agree. After twenty-five Thank years. We're doing something okay. You got to. <laughs> what about something for the feet? What's the one song that you can't sit still to? Oh, wow. Okay, it's the band that were my absolute idols when I was a kid. And it's incredible that they're now in my phone. <laughs> Are they? I love it I when mean, that happens, I mean, there are many, many bands that we've worked with and I know Class's friends, you know, take that, or one of them, you know, Gary is amazing. Um, and I, I did a lot of songwriting with Gary and stayed at his house uh, a, a long oh, time yeah. ago. But now, the, the, I mean, the song, it and it just comes on, um, and you'll know them, uh, a band called Five Star. Oh, yes! Delroy, so, Stedman. So, yes, there you go, Doris, yeah. Denise. <laughs> and what was the other one? Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah. yeah. So can't wait another minute. 
slightest touch, rain or shine. I'd say yeah, systematic. Um, and we paid homage to our love of Five Star. We uh, re uh, recorded and released Slightest Touch because they are our ultimate. So on the last tour, we get we got to perform Slightest Touch. <laughs> I think it was Amazing. like a full circle moment. Literally like texting Doris and Denise, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> See, for Five Star, when we were growing up, it was... They were billed as like the the British answer to the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. They were a family. Uh, they were siblings from. Was it Birmingham? No, they. Were, oh, it was like East London, wasn't it? Was it? I'm sure it was. Yeah, and they were everywhere, and they had great outfits and dance routines, and there was a lot of sequins, and then they all fell out or something. Okay, your final song choice. Well, actually, there's two more I'd like to get from you. What's the song that makes you cry? Oh wow. I tend not to go then. Do you not? Yeah. Even a happy I... tear. I'm trying to think. Oh, there's oh, and it's beautiful. This film, quite a recent film. Um, so from the. the it's cheesy, but I love it. Um, did the greatest showman? Yeah, and it's a song. We used to sing songs just before the boys went to bed. Um, it's just you know before I turned lights out. And one of them, because I was doing it on my own, uh, was um, someone to care for, to be there for. I had you too. Uh, from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So that was one of them. Oh. And uh, the other was A Million Dreams from Greatest Showman. And we would all sing that together. And that was just me giving them positive affirmations and telling them that I love them every night. And, you know, saying whatever you want, you can be. Whatever you can dream, you oh. can be. So that was our Make little... Make your family anthem. Yeah, that was our song every night. A Million Dreams always sets me off a little. Ah, that's lovely. And you'll have that forever. That song Love will you. always mean that to you. Because that, those are magical and... moments. They really are. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And I, I think back at that time and I look at them now and all they want is fart songs from Alexa. <laughs> 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 oh, it was Wait until nice you start getting eye-rolled because you don't know the latest grime artist. That's fun. Oh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And my final song choice I want from you <clears throat> is what do you turn to for a peaceful mind? What's the song that you go to to seek solace? Oh, peaceful mind. Purr. I my my sweet spot, my genre of music. I love eighties inspired synth music. You know, oh, oh, like a bit of Yazoo or Depeche Mode. Yeah, but that's the that's the classic sound. But I love new artists now uh, that just hit that sweet spot for me. 
and there is uh, an okay. Go and check this artist out. She's amazing. She's called Danny Sylvia, and I play her a lot on my show. She's one of the artists that I think should be huge, um, and she just needs you know the right people behind her. And she she writes songs from this incredibly personal uh, place. You know, you, you can tell she's just kind of ripped her heart out and just put it into a song. Um, amazing, amazing songs. There's one called Sundays. And um, listen to the lyrics to that song. It's it's one of those songs that really just hits you emotionally. So that song for me. That's nice. And we're giving a shout out to Danny Sylvia, who hopefully, if you are listening, uh, is very thrilled to be getting the nod from the great age. gorgeous. I tried to help her along the... Oh, do you know what? I've, I've, everyone of my contacts, I <laughs> tried my best to, you know, just put her out there. All I want to know is how can people access your artwork? Because we all know where to download a song from, but how can they see your paintings and um, what's the best way for them to go about that? Oh, bless you. Uh, if you would like to check out my art page, Ian H. Watkins Art, Oh, I'm represented by a few galleries. Uh, Adamo Gallery in Cardiff are stuck in my work. Have a little look. Have a little peruse. Let yes, me know what you, you think. if you just put in Ian H. Watkins, it's not just H, it's Ian H. Watkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not H from Steps, even though that will always be my surname. From will be my middle <laughs> name. <laughs> it will always be your surname. Do you know what I had to do as well? You don't hate me for this. But I just put you in my phone as H. And then when I search for you in WhatsApp, it never comes up. So then I've had to revert and put fucking H from Steps in. Are you in my phone as Pisshead? Because just H on its own doesn't work. (laughs) I know. And then I just thought, well, that's... I can't call him H from Steps. He's my friend. I'm going to put you in as Ian. But then it sounds like I'm turning you off. Ian? (laughs) (laughs) I love you having this internal dialogue right now. I know. Hey, babe, perimenopause, you're welcome. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Give those boys the biggest squeeze from me and good luck with running off to the circus for the afternoon. Lots of love to you. Speak to you soon. My huge thanks to H, who never ceases to impress and entertain. And if you'd like more conversations with other music legends, then we have episodes with Danny Minogue, The Rest of Steps, Gary Barlow, All Saints, Charlene Spiteri, Travis Louise and Skin from Skunk and Nancy in our back catalogue. And good news, we've started dropping an extra mini episode every week now on a Tuesday. It's called Something from the Cellar. And it brings up from our cellar some of the very best bits from some of our very best guests over the last four years. To make sure it lands on your feed just follow or subscribe to the show if you don't already and i'll be back friday with a brand new guest until then thanks for listening white wine question time is a stack production and part of the acast creator network head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 